The Not So Great Outdoors contains stories of a graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. The outdoors are great. Except when they're not. Welcome to the Not So Great Outdoors. We're your guides. I'm Sav. And I'm Piff. And this week we are doing Ridiculous Rescues. I'm so excited. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. <laughs> so here's what happened. Or tragic. One of the two. Nobody dies. Oh, good. <laughs> so just funny. So Hopefully. here's what happened. I'm going to explain to everybody at home. So okay. I'm very busy because I'm getting married in six weeks. Woo! And that's very exciting, but so it means excited. that I actually didn't have time to do notes this week. So I was <laughs> trying to come up with a way that I could still have an episode and not do notes. And I remembered that I have this search and rescue book. The death book. Which is Death, Daring, and Disaster by Charles R. Butch Farabee Jr. And so I thought it'd be fun. Is that the fun. full name? I mean, I just read here's what it one, says. two... The okay. butch is the butch is like a nickname. a nickname, but like, so that's a name, a letter, a name, a name, and a junior, and a junior. Yeah, wow. So we're not gonna make a habit of doing this a lot, but we've also done a lot of really dark cases lately. Yeah, and so I thought we could use something lighthearted where nobody dies. Good, I'm excited. <laughs> this is, so a palate cleanser, if you will, a palate cleanser episode, if you will. Yes. Yes. All right. I need a palate cleanser. I'm still kind of, like, raging from last week. So. I feel like because we had Julian Lolly, which yes. was, like, we raged a lot. We did. And then we had the Donner party where mm-hmm. you just didn't like me talking about cannibalism. I was very uncomfortable. I'm and still then, very... I just had, like, a visceral reaction to that, actually. I, like, I went, mm. Like, uh, as soon as you yeah. said that, I was like, Ugh. And then last week with the Girl Scouts, it yes. was just... A lot of sad times. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, though, you can just you keep still listening. check them out. Yeah, we'll play next automatically yeah. on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. Because we're on the mall. Because we are. <laughs> so we don't have any announcements. So I'm just nope. going to dive in, and I've bookmarked four stories. Perfect to share with you. I'm so excited. And I've gonna... wanted to flip through this book many times, but I haven't because I'm afraid I'm going to ruin <laughs> something. So I never have. I've never touched it. So I'm very excited. Ah. Uh. So I, I hope you enjoy Ridiculous Rescues by NSGO. Da-da-da-da. This is from Yellowstone National Park in the summer, summer of 1884. 1884. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm just, just going to read, read this, this and, like, like throw, throw in, in some, some personal, personal interjections. interjections. Feel free to interrupt me. Perfect. This is a fun episode. Yes. It's what fun fun. So this one I am going to read the title. There will be one later that I'm not going to read the title. You'll understand why. But the title of this rescue is... Quote, will kill every blood-sucking bird or beast of prey. End quote. <laughs> what? And that's a quote? Like, as in the person rescued said it? Or yes. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's... Will kill every blood-sucking bird or beast of prey? Uh-huh. I'm really interested in what they mean by blood-sucking. Yeah, me like, too. That's not something... They're not vampires. They... I know. I was like, I can think of only one mammal... That feeds on blood, and it's animal blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I can't. that's not a no- natural thing. It's not a thing. thing. It's not a natural thing. No. Okay, are you ready yes. for this rescue? This is I a real am. short one. I'm really okay. excited. The wife of Professor William Ad- Allen. I can't read. <laughs> it's okay. The wife of Professor William Allen of Madison, Wisconsin, while at the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone, was attacked and fearfully bitten by wild beasts. I just want to, like, throw in, I don't know what the heck kind of wild beasts they are. Just wild beasts. I know, but, like, that sounds, this is very dramatic to me. It's it's a beast. Mm -hmm. It's like a rabbit. I don't know what I mean. Beauty and the Beast. It's a a beast. beast. (laughs) Okay. I love you and I both were doing the same hand motion. 
Okay, so she was uh, attacked by a wild beast, and then her two sons came to her assistance and with much difficulty succeeded in rescuing her. I told you, nobody dies. It's very dramatic. With much difficulty. They had no arms with them, which I had to read a couple of times. Like, they had arms on their bodies, and they didn't have any guns. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I think you and I both went, like, what? They had no arms? No arms? Now that would be difficult. Now that would be difficult. Saving someone without arms would be with much difficulty. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, (laughs) but... Uh, so they had no guns with them. Yeah, no specifically. fire arms. No firearms. They did have <laughs> arms on their bodies. Having been informed at the Mammoth Hot Springs Post Office that hunting in the park was strictly prohibited because it's a national park. Duh. Yeah. She was terribly bitten on her hands and face before the insatiable bloodsuckers could be choked or smoked off. Sm- I what? Did they no. stop the fire? <laughs> I'm sorry. If something's attacking me, just beat it. Beat it to death, or, or you know, if it's like she's doomed, just run. Save yourself. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Mrs. It's Allen is highly indignant at the secretary's order prohibiting the killing of animals in the national park. She declares they ought to be shot, no matter how enchanting their song may be. I really... I, is it a siren? I really, <laughs> truly have no idea what animal attacked her, because... It sounds like it was, like, some sort of bird. Yeah, a song. By, like, a song, right? But also, how, what did you Beast. do to make a bird attack you? For real, though. Got too close to the nest Were you trying to steal the bird's eggs? Uh, that's, that's my question. That's a problem. Or if you're trying to get too close to it, that's a major problem. These were the only wild beasts she encountered during her tour in the park. She probably left immediately thereafter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're horribly hurt... Don't continue your tour. Seek medical attention. I mean, you would think, but... Right. When she comes again, she gives fair notice that she will come armed to the teeth and will kill every (laughs) blood-sucking bird or beast of prey unless the assistants are on hand to furnish them with food sufficient to amuse them while she is tending to her own business. Don't you love that? (laughs) No, I don't love that. (laughs) Ma'am, ma'am, I'm sorry. They're wild animals. Ma'am, I'm sorry. You're in a national park. You're in a national you, park. This Ma'am, is not the Hotel Ritz. I was going to say, attendance? <laughs> Come on. This no. isn't a zoo either. Also, the poor... Anybody who works at a park doesn't get paid enough. No. They never. just don't. And they definitely don't get paid enough to deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't. Uh, don't do that. It's a previous state park employee. So, I mean take that as you will but we don't get paid enough to deal with people like that i had people like that that were like that we were should like, kill all the animals in the well, national park i had people who wanted i had one person straight up i mean they could have been faking it and like pretending to be serious but i really thought they were serious they asked me if they could put a bat in their pocket what they really did i was like uh, no. Okay, I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> out there bats are the number one zoological carrier of rabies they are like, more than raccoons, ever, more yeah. than any other animal. Yep. You don't take it home. Yes. And also, fun fact, because we're all about saving bats, if you have bats in your attic, put a bear bulb lamp up there and leave it. Don't kill them. Leave it. And they will leave, and then you can find the hole that they came in and patch it. Don't kill bats. Don't kill bats. Okay, we don't. All right, are you ready for the next one? I am. Our next rescue is from June 17th, 1950. In Grand Canyon National Park. I tried to get these, like, so they're kind of spread out over the years so that we can see people doing dumb shit in all of the century. Or the whole century. Yeah. All of it. 
So the title of this is Rescue Came. Well, sort of. <laughs> did it or didn't it? Did we'll it see. Did you get rescued or not? Well, well. sort of. <laughs> but nobody dies, so. Nobody dies in any of these stories. <laughs> it is still the not so great outdoors. Yeah. Because, you know. Not so great. <laughs> this isn't the greatest. <laughs> no. All right. So. Pushing off from Lee's Ferry on June 12th, the Hudson-Marston Colorado River Expedition was attempting to break its own 280-mile downriver running record of five days and ten minutes set the previous year. So just to explain what I just said. This team was trying to break their own speed record in, like, going downriver. So they're, like, paddling and stuff. Try to say that five times fast. Downriver. What is it? Down, down river, river running record. Down, down river, river running, running record. <laughs> I can't do ours anyway, so that's just a, lo- that's a lot. Okay, I'm skipping some of the, like, details because we don't really care about no, it. No, we want to skip We're just here to, like, laugh. We're, yeah. We are here to laugh today. Yeah. So they had all of the, they had two boats. That's that's the important of the rest of this paragraph. Of that whole paragraph? There were that's two a boats. a big paragraph. They just, two boats. They talk about how long they were, what the names are, oh. that they're state-of-the-art boats. But two state-of-the-art boats. They Got have it. two boats. <laughs> okay. Composed of veteran river runners, including Ed Hudson, Doc Marston, Joe Desilage, and Wilson Willie Taylor, the small flotilla experienced relatively few problems the first three days. Nearing the 100-mile mark, however, the situation changed. Taylor, Willie, Willie, was thrown out of one of the boats Ah! into the lower Tuna Rapids, swept downstream, his neck caught in the boat's drifting tow rope. (gasps) Okay, it gets worse. (laughs) Not realizing this, the second boat crew also threw out a rope, and it, it says literally, like a diabolical cartoon... I love that. The second line also wrapped around Taylor's neck. No! (laughs) Rescue came. Well, sort of. Well, sort of. They were trying to be helpful. (laughs) Marston motored back upstream, unknowingly dragging the poor man along Oh, no! Which, okay, so I've been whitewater rafting a few times, and one of the things... Like, I used to take campers when I was a summer camp counselor. That was an activity we did. That sounds... I mean, there better have been, like, a stack of waivers, like, a mountain thick. Like, that's... Well, we ugh. did it, like, through a company. Like, I wasn't in charge in charge, but I was, that's like, good. kind of in charge. Yeah. So all the liability was on the Whitewater Rafting Company. Yeah. But one of the things they were like, now, what you want to make sure you never do is you never, like, if you got get tossed off into a rapid, you got to, like, make yourself flat. Because if you try to stand up, your foot could get caught, and then you'll get pushed over by the rapid, and, like, your and life pinned. jacket's going to fl- flip up, and you're just going to be like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're like, whatever you do, don't try to stand up. Just just, just lay, lay on your back, float. Yeah. That's <laughs> terrifying. So this guy's uh, uh, being drug under lo- along underwater. But no. remember, nobody dies in any of these stories. No, but, like, the dude probably needs therapy after this. <laughs> Because that's terrifying. My teammates tried to kill me. Twice. Only on accident. <laughs> only on accident. It's but fine. Still. I have a quote from Willie. Oh, good. Quote, guess I am the only man to be hanged twice in the Colorado River and live through it. <laughs> I want to laugh, but that's also terrible. Oh, uh, that Willie. That Willie Taylor was not even seriously injured, let alone drowned or hanged, is a testimonial to his immense good luck. Yeah, for real, though. Several he gener- needs to play the lottery. Several generations of river runners now know this rapid as Willie's necktie. Willie's necktie. Yep. He now has a rapid named after him. Yep. Or a section of a rapid. 
There's actually a lot That's more terrifying. to this story, but it's not as entertaining, so we're not going to read it. <laughs> That's it. Woo! Get the book if you'd like to. It's cool. Yeah, I do really recommend if you are interested in rescues, and there are a lot of, like, really intense rescues in this book, and there's a lot of, like, really detailed information, but this book actually tries to catalog every rescue. So, before, the first rescue in this book is 1870, wow. and then it ends in 2004, and they put out a new one every two years, I think, hmm. to update it. Cool. Are you ready for our next story? Oh, this I one. Am. I thought this one took place in Yellowstone, too, and I was like, dang, did I pick another one in that same area? But I didn't. I just can't read. Okay, so this is from July 26th, 1957. Yeah. That's my birthday. Not the year, but the, but the, <laughs> the month and day. No, you were, year. you were born in 1957? Yep. yep. Wow. You cool. look so great for your age. Thanks. Holy Skin cow. Care. Wow. <laughs> Sunscreen. <laughs> okay, so... This one, I'm not going to read the title because okay. it's, like, the last line of it. It's, okay. it's kind of cute. I'm so I'm going to say again, nobody dies in nobody this. Nobody dies. And there's, there's nothing bad that's going to happen. It just sounds really bad in the middle. So yeah. I'm just letting you know. All right. So this is, did I say this is in Yosemite? If I didn't, there you go. This is in Yosemite <laughs> National Park on Savannah's birthday. So, so dressed, dressed in, in only a brief, brief sunsuit, the four-year-old was there one moment and gone the next. <gasps> Shirley Ann Miller wandered away from the 7,000-foot-high Brideville campground late Wednesday afternoon. Now, three mornings later and within only yards of where the tot had disappeared, more than 100 searchers anxiously listened to the day's final search instructions. Some, like veteran park ranger Tommy Tucker, sitting high astride his horse, began to fear the worst. Again, this ends okay. This ends okay. This ends okay. <laughs> Just has a very dramatic setup. It is that is very dramatic, but terrifying. Yes. Well, and it reminded me a lot of um, Alfred. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is not the first four-year-old that we have four talked about. Tend to wander. They off do in tend to wander. Parks get them a leash. Yeah. I'm a no fan. one will judge you. I, I mean, people will probably judge you, but whatever. Leashes. I am too. Listen, if that's what you need to keep your kids safe, then that's what you do. Yep. Or I you see. wear them. But a four-year-old's hard to wear. Yeah, four-year-olds are heavy. Yeah. I can't imagine carrying my four-year-old nephew. <sighs> He's a chunk. There's just, I don't know. I feel like your two-year-old nephew is a chunk. He is. <laughs> He's so cute. The cheeks. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, four-year-olds wander. Mental note. Okay. So four-year-old, uh, yes, wanders off. Wanders off. People are fearing the worst. So, again, there's like this little excerpt that I'm skipping that basically is like, this is where they went to search, and they're calling her name. And when you are searching for anybody, you call their name, you, like, wait 10 seconds to see if they... Because you don't want to be consistently calling because you'll miss hearing them, you, like, yell back. Yeah. So, the area was a nightmare of downed old-growth fur, steep-banked creeks, and thick, skin-ripping brush. Skin-ripping. With the unseasonably warm nighttime temperature, which, like, it's July in California, whatever. (sighs) The mosquitoes were ferocious. Voracious. I don't know how to say words. Keeping up a continuous attack on anything that moved, which has happened to me. Have I showed you that picture? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so when I was in Yosemite last oh, year. Wait, I almost saw it on like, your talk. Almost a year ago today. <gasps> yeah. Um, so when we hiked up the first day, we had to, me, Becca, and Yates went back to get water at the, like, nearest water source to camp. And so we took, like, yep. all the empty jugs and we carried, like, I think it was, like, we each ended up carrying 50 pounds of water back. Mm-hmm. But where we were sitting, I got eaten alive. I had over yep. 50 mosquito bites just covering my back. Yep. 
I lied. I do remember this picture. Oh, yeah. You've never seen one of my reactions to a mosquito bite. But trust you me, you will eventually. Them? I think I am because I Both of my brothers up. are allergic to them. I whelp up. And they are painful. And my husband is now feeling my pain because he got chiggers in his socks. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. So he's covered. Well, not really covered. His ankles are covered. And he uses one that's like a knot. And I was like, mm, not fun. I was like, next time you weed eat, bug spray. Because he was like digging at it in the oh. middle of the night, and I was like, "Stop! You you're gonna to rip! Stop. You're gonna rip your skin open." He's like, "I can't." I just hate I like can't. being. I just hate like being around somebody when they're like itching because mm. then it makes me itchy. It and makes it just me makes my skin crawl. crawl. Yeah, Ugh, no. yeah. I was like, "There is Benadryl gel in the medicine cabinet." <laughs> Please do something. I know. And I thought I had Chigarex. I this is not sponsored, but I would I would probably be sponsored by Chigarex because it is a lifesaver. <laughs> if you get chigger bites lifesaver it's amazing oh, you know so i was like i thought we did i ripped up my house apart i don't know where it is so a ferocious attack by mosquitoes. ferocious attacked by mosquitoes <laughs> also black bears and mountain lions were plentiful normally not dangerous to adults they could pose a fatal threat to a small injured mammal child so a small child <laughs> yeah they're trying to like talk about like all the things that could have happened to this little girl without being like look at all the things that could happen to this little girl. They're just, yeah. like, listing bad things about this area. I have a question. Are all of the stories in this book as written as dramatically as this one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also reading them a little bit more dramatically than I think they're Well, written. but the word choice, though, is yeah. pretty dramatic. <laughs> well, because these are... It's like a chronology, right? Yeah. So some of them... Like, that that part was a quote yeah. from, oh. like, whatever report this is from. Oh, so, okay. like, whoever wrote the report was like, voracious mosquitoes... Like, I gotta talk about this. I love it. I'm just picturing somebody in the 1950s just being really sassy. Yeah. I love it. Okay. (laughs) So we strung out our searchers, not more than 10 feet apart, with those of us on horseback riding ahead on a back-and-forth zigzag search pattern. About two hours into the morning, I heard a yell behind me and off to my left. Riding towards the commotion, I found Jack Nolan holding Shirley Ann aloft and shouting, I found her, and thank God, she seems to be okay. When you say holding her aloft, I picture, like, Rafiki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's also, oh, I, I'm like, they're just holding this four-year-old, hoisting her <laughs> above their heads. Who has been missing for three days? Three days. Bless yeah. her. She's probably exhausted, hungry, de- delirious, and she's just being thrown into the air. She's just like, what is happening? <laughs> what is also, happening? I don't know these people. Yeah, yeah, who are you? Well, I will attest that it was an exceptional moment for all of us. We were emotionally fatigued, physically worn down with little or no sleep for the past three days and nights, and we felt an immense sense of emotional exhilaration at finding this little four-year-old girl who many of us had felt would be listed as a tragic accident. But she wasn't. But she wasn't. I tried to take her up on my horse so we could hurry back to her parents, but she'd have nothing to do with my horse and clung (laughs) to Jack like she was part of him. You can imagine the tearful tearful joyous reunion that took place back at camp Aww. and i have the cutest the the sense with like the cutest little quote from shirley oh okay chattering almost non-stop to the assembled and ecstatic volunteers an excited shirley exclaimed quote i saw a big black bear i wasn't lost the bear was <laughs> Lost Bear Meadow. Oh, That's cute. Yep. And she was okay. And she's fine. Everybody was okay and she was found. Oh, 
I can imagine, again, I have a four-year-old nephew and his two-year-old, one-year-old little brother, whom I'm obsessed with. So, sorry, I'm going to mention them a lot. But the four-year-old, he definitely a non-stop chatter oh for sure <laughs> i can imagine that and then also being terrified of the horse my mother-in-law and her husband have two horses and he pet them the other day which was major because he used to just like be like i want to go see the horses and by see the horses he meant from like a hundred feet away like just N- see just them. see them and we would take him to see them meaning they came up to the fence and he'd be like ah! you know he's freaking out Can't but but he enjoyed seeing them recently so that was good. He's still getting used to He's it. He's figuring it out. Meanwhile, his little brother is trying to figure out the dogs, so which probably look like horses to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So figuring it out. So this is our last one, and it's my favorite. Okay. I can't wait. And uh, you'll know why it's my favorite as soon as I read the title. I can't wait. So, so okay. this is August 2nd, 2000. Okay. At Yosemite National Park again. Yeah. And the title is... When rangers turned on their lights, shots rang out. Why? Because <laughs> people are dumb. People are dumb. So the beginning of this is being like, rescuers always risk ask accident or injury when they go out on a rescue, which mm-hmm. is true, it which is, is true. why you should take all the proper precautions so that you don't have to be rescued. Yes, because it's not just your life that you, you would risk. You're risking every single person who's trying to help you. Yep. But then it says, but when the victim injured at the top of the cliff above them has a semi-automatic handgun <gasps> and is shooting it, life and death for the SAR team takes on a whole new meaning. Why? Because people are dumb. They're trying to save your life. Why are you shooting? Because they dumb. Oh, my gosh. So rangers on the night shift heard gunfire and quickly pinpointed the yells for help coming from the cliff bands above the yosemite chapel okay wait are they shooting to get attention or are they shooting at people uh, why because they're dumb you have their attention you can stop now also why do you have a semi-automatic international on car? the cliff on like, the cliff like they're on the side of a mountain like climbing well it, i'm pretty sure in here it says like how they ended up there but yeah, Why? it's, like, basically on, like, the, the face of the mountain. Why? I don't understand. Okay. Although not totally rare, people becoming trapped or injured on the steep tree and cliff-covered slopes below the south rim of the valley are not all that common either. It was 8 p.m. that Wednesday, and the park was just beginning to, beginning to settle in for the evening. Sun's starting to go down. People are settling into their People campsite. are eating their pizza. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good day. When investigators began shining powerful lights on the cliffs hundreds of feet above them, additional shots rang out. Why? There are other ways to get attention from rescuers. And, like, maybe don't shoot at rescuers. Don't shoot at rescuers. (laughs) Even with the constant background din of vehicles and campers preparing for the night throughout the valley, to those at the scene, there was no mistaking the distant crack that guns make. I don't even know how to, like, read that sound. You know, Correct. the popping sound that guns yeah. make. I think pop sounds is more realistic rather like than a crack. crack. Yeah, crack yeah. makes me think of like a like a firecracker. Yeah. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so reacting to their police training, because park rangers are law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. they instinctively took available cover and employed a loudspeaker to make contact with the man on the cliff. Subsequently identified as 22-year-old Jonathan Haft of Beverly Hills. Of Beverly... What are you doing in Yosemite, Hills. That's not where... (laughs) That's where I want to be. Hang on. 
I'm not, not you, go that's not where I want to be. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rangers asked Taft questions about his circumstances as well as gave instructions. He responded them by using the flash from his camera. He indicated he was slightly injured and that he had reached his present location by scrambling down through the broken cliffs from the four-mile trail. He also gave conflicting answers to other key questions, prompting extra caution by the responders. Yeah. So, it sounds like he was trying to take a shortcut because he got on the four-mile trail and was like, hmm, actually, I don't want to walk all four miles. I'm from Beverly Hills and I'm not used to this I type of exertion. I didn't prepare for this. That's yeah. a lot of elevation change. Yeah. Didn't think about it. Further investigation and rescue efforts were delayed by darkness. Mm. So, at first light, a powerful telescope was used to locate Haft, who was wearing camouflage clothing. Why? Oh, my God. Carrying a day pack and a semi-automatic handgun. This is, like, what not to do. Ridiculous rescues. Yeah. Rangers used the public address system to instruct him to disassemble the handgun because clearly he can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. He had to separate the parts of the weapons, place the day pack out of reach, and put his hands on his head. Because now you're getting arrested mm-hmm. because you shot at lots of people. Yeah, first of all, you have you you have a firearm in your possession at a national park, which is a no-no. And then, also, you shot at law enforcement. Specifically, also, they were trying to help you. They were. Dude. They were like, oh, look at this person stuck on the cliff. He got hurt. Let help. save him. And then it's like, you're like, bang, oh, bang, 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 bang. No. No. Okay. So... That's he complied with all of me. his commands. Um, they got a helicopter. They hella repelled to the site, which is just really cool. I would like to do that. It is cool. Secured his weapon and escorted him on foot safely to the valley floor. Uh, he told them he'd gotten stuck while attempting to climb directly back up to Glacier Point to get his car. Jonathan Half was charged for weapons violations and for disorderly conduct by mm-hmm. creating hazardous conditions. Yeah, because, like, heaven forbid... You hit a random bystander or law enforcement or anyone. Ridiculous rescues. <laughs> so that that's is, what I have for That you. is purely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation for it. I just can't. I just keep wanting to point it out. It was a dude in his early 20s. Did you know that the human brain is not finished developing until like what? 26? 20. Yeah. It's like 25. Late 20s. Yeah. Not earlier than 25. Yeah. So... If you ever feel like you have no idea what's going on in your life, that's fine. Your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. Wow. So I hope you enjoyed this a little bit more lighthearted episode of NSGO. I definitely loved it. I will not make a habit of doing that, but I thought it was a good little palate cleanser. Yeah, it was good. And we needed something that wasn't um, so dark and depressing all of the time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so we all need a little chuckle every once in a while. Yep. So if we can chuckle at some lady yelling that she should be able to kill birds and somebody else <laughs> shooting at their rescuers and get a nice little good-hearted little girl, little girl. getting found, yeah. you know. And then a dude see me how, somehow finding the silver lining to nearly being hung and drowned simultaneously yeah. by his teammates. I can't believe he survived that. I can't believe, <laughs> yeah. Also, and I also can't believe that little girl survived. The she days. saw the black bear, so, I mean, the black yeah. bear saw her. That's but all I've got to say I'm about that. I'm assuming it, like, sh- it was like, that's not threatening and that's not food, so That's not enough food. It. Yeah, it's like yeah. toothpick for a bear. <laughs> Teeny tiny little girl. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of her here. I'll show you. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, cute. She's got that bowl haircut. Nah, she does. We've all been there. <laughs> it was the 50s. It was the 50s. All right, guys. Well, we really hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Thank you, Pip. I loved it. 
definitely worthwhile, definitely needed, I think. So, if you want to learn more about this episode or any of the others that we've talked about, visit thenotsogreatoutdoors.com. That's where our blog is, and you can find pictures sometimes and links to references and all kinds of cool stuff. So check us out there. If you or somebody that you know have an interesting story that you would like to share in our series, True Paranormal Experiences, or, you know, our every... Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the name that you would like shared in our series, Do You Believe in Ghosts? which is about our personal experiences or the experiences of you guys, our listeners, please send us an email at notsogreatoutdoors at gmail.com. Visit our social media. Follow us at NSGOpod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's see. Share us with your friends. Give us a review or a rating on um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Um, That'll help us get out there a little bit more and help us to continue to produce this show. Speaking of continuing to produce this show, (laughs) please, please consider becoming a patron. That will help us um, continue to set up our studio and... And just many other things that we would really love to be able to do for you guys that we can't do without the support of listeners like you. Check us out. We have two tiers. The first tier is only $1 a month and it gets exclusive content. Like if you want to know what our studio looks like right now... You could pay a dollar and find out. Yeah, I'm and it's saying. a show. It's Let me tell you, interesting ya. up in here. <laughs> it looks normal on the YouTube, you, but but you're for not us. seeing what we're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and our patrons are going to get to see that because that is interesting to say the least. Fun, but interesting. So the first tier is only a dollar, and you get exclusive access to stuff like that behind the scenes, and also Sav Stories, which is episodes hosted by me monthly, and they're really fun. They're not edited, so you get everything. All of the things I usually get out. <laughs> you get all of the awkward pauses, like right now. You also get <laughs> all of the side tangents and just all the unfiltered everything. And also we drink during those, so we they're do. a hoot. They're a hoot and a half, for sure. So that's the first year. And then the next year is only $5 a month, and you get even more exclusive content and, and sad stories and more. So check us out on Patreon. That link is patreon.com slash Is that right? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> New episodes every Thursday. We love having you guys. Please consider becoming a patron, and please come back and share us with your friends. In the meantime, stay, stay safe, safe out there. there. Thanks for watching. Our music is by Purple Planet. Our art and logos are by Katherine Dodds. If you'd like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nsgopod. And don't forget to listen on all of your favorite podcasting platforms.